When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. When I'm away from you Happier than ever. Can we believe there was a long period of my life where I believed truly in my heart of hearts that I was a good singer? Like had absolutely not a clue on how to sing on key, in key, (laughs) have a pitch. I don't know. I just thought I was amazing. I mean, this was like ages four to 12. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. But yeah, that was... That was my reality for far too long of a time. Hello, though. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod. I am Taylor Woods, and I unfortunately have a bit of, I'm going to say bittersweet news. I don't know how you're going to take it. I'm going to lay it down gently and hopefully give it to you very kindly. And I don't mean to be doing this in what is going to feel like it's out of the blue. It's going to feel like you are being blindsided by me, but I promise it comes with good intention and I promise it has been in the works for some time. Um, Reese, you better stay away from that camera. Lady, she's got a big old bone and she's going to town right by the camera. Thank you. Um, So the announcement, I am actually having this be our final episode of the summer. As in, this will be the final episode for essentially like three or four weeks. So it's going to feel like it's a long time, but at the same time, it's not going to feel like that long whatsoever. But I've been kind of wanting to do like some sort of little summer break. I was going to say summer solstice as if that makes any sense. I've been wanting to do like just a little bit of uh, an (laughs) in-betweener. I'm like nervous to give you the announcement. I'm just making up words that don't make sense. Sorry, she did just move the camera. Thank you. Yes, that's a good girl. You lay down in there. I'll talk to you soon, okay? But anywho, yeah, so I've been wanting to do this for a little bit of time. I just didn't really know when the appropriate moment would be. But then I was thinking about it and I realized there never is an appropriate moment. You know, you take your breaks when you feel like you need them or maybe you just kind of need a bit of time to 
reset yourself, um, figure out your goals, etc. moving forward. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have a lot of what I think of as fun, big ideas for the podcast. I would love to revamp this quote unquote studio space. I could even call it that. Um, I have some fun guests I'd love to bring on. I have just like fun ideas in my mind that I kind of feel like I would love extra time to prepare behind the scenes so I can come back rejuvenated, refreshed, and just to give you some more better content. This will still be the continuation of season two. I don't even know if you, you care or not, but technically this is still going to be season two when I quote unquote return. Uh, I do my seasons per calendar year. So anyways, um, this will be kind of just a quick, fun, last little episode before our little break from one another. But you know what they say, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Plenty of time to catch up on, to catch up. Wow. And for Taylor to slow down, plenty of time to catch up on some old episodes if you've missed them. I kind of feel like when I'm in summer mode anyways, I listen to podcasts way less than usual. I'm kind of just in that frame of mind of wanting to hang out with friends, go off out and about. And to be honest, I feel like, you know, maybe it'll be good. It'll be really good for both of us. So I hope that you enjoy this last little episode. Uh, And I have something fun that I've been wanting to talk about. And I kind of felt like the podcast would be a great place to do it because I had in mind making a whole YouTube video on it. And then when I was really thinking about it, I was like, wait a minute, these, this is something that the podcast listeners I think would be interested to hear. And if you would be interested to hear and you're normally just a YouTube watcher, then you're in for a good old sneak peek, a little BTS into a bit of my story and maybe some tips to help you out yourself because today we're going to dive into how and why and going back into how and why I have started weightlifting. Now, I need to give a little bit of context before I dive into this or else it's not going to make much sense. But I will get a lot of questions on basically how should one person, a person, get started in the gym if you've never picked up a single weight before because it can be very intimidating. Gym culture or just gym bros, gym women um, can be intimidating if that's not something that you're very familiar being around and for whatever reason, sometimes lifting up weights, like literally just lifting them up into the air can feel very scary and it can feel like you're, you might hurt yourself if you don't know what you're doing, which can be true. Or maybe you just see a rack of dumbbells and you look at it and you have literally no idea what to do with them. Like you don't know a single exercise to do, or you know what to do, but you've never tried it before. So you want to experiment. Like these are all things that I felt when I was starting out on my what I consider I suppose to be my weightlifting journey, not exactly my fitness journey, because I I consider my fitness journey to, I guess I've started at like age four when I was just playing soccer and having fun and living my life, you know, like whatever. So I get a lot of questions about that, (laughs) not to sound like one of those people, but it is true. Like those are things that I am often asked, which makes sense because I would want to know the exact same thing myself. And I I have dived into my fitness journey story before, or at least 
everything up until I'm going to say December 2020. And I actually probably should, I don't know, revise that video now that I'm thinking about it, but we'll get into that on a different day. Uh, what the fuck was I just saying? I totally just lost my train of thought. Like it literally, it left the station. It went somewhere else and I don't, I don't even know where I was going. Okay. So as I was saying, I had done my fitness journey story. And in that story, I kind of detail on how when I went off to college, it was the first time that I really decided I wanted to start weightlifting. And beforehand, I had just done maybe at-home workout guides with barely any weights whatsoever, or I was just an active person with my friends, family, or organized sports, etc. So my I think it was my sophomore year of college that I finally decided I want to start weightlifting. And pretty much ever since then, I have weightlifted on and off up until present day. Then right around, I'm going to say the fall of last year, I kind of came to this conclusion that I started resenting weightlifting. And it became this big, huge thing in my mind where I put so much emphasis on how much I hated weightlifting and I wasn't really breaking down why I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And so I took out all of my bad feelings on just like the sport of weightlifting for pretty much no valid reason. And then of course, like I made a whole video on it, like why I decided to stop weightlifting. And really what it came down to was I was not confident in myself at the time. I was feeling very defeated. I felt like I was just constantly in a plateau that I didn't know how to get out of. And naturally, when you feel like you're in a plateau, you know, you want to switch things up. And sometimes, at least in my case, I started resenting the things that were putting me in that plateau, which at the time for me was strictly because I was weightlifting. But I can say this now because I can look back and have a little bit of self-awareness on how naive I was acting. But I was taking all of my anger or doubt on myself out on weightlifting, but I wasn't looking into literally any other aspect of my life when I was trying to figure out, okay, why aren't I hitting my goals? Why am I in this plateau? Why do I feel like I'm trying so hard going to the gym every single day and I'm not seeing any changes? That was literally the only thing that was going through my mind. I work out all the time, which I did. I worked out probably five to seven days a week. I'd work out at six in the morning. I would be very, very consistent. Sometimes I would do two a days. Like it felt like I was doing all of the quote unquote right things, you know, but what I was failing to even recognize in my journey was that I was not paying any mind. Sorry, I almost, (laughs) I almost had a burp on the microphone. No, thank you. I was not paying any mind to my nutrition, to my other activity, my non-activity exercise thermogenesis, you know, like the things that you're doing throughout your day, your step into 21 that has nothing to do with organized exercise. Basically, I was putting all of my hatred into weightlifting because it felt like my easy escape go. Like, you know, I could, I just said escape go. It felt like my easy scapegoat. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I wasn't paying attention to how I was feeling my body, what I was doing in the other 23 hours of my day that weren't involved with that one exercise of, that, or sorry, that one hour of dedicated exercise. 
And really, I was also just not paying attention to how any of the training that I was doing was making me feel. And since then, I have 100% come to realize how stinking important it is to actually give yourself so much love and grace when it comes to figuring out your fitness routine. Because I, again, had always thought, well, I'm seeing all these people online weightlifting and it doesn't work for me. Why is it working for them? And I felt like I was not doing the exercises I wanted to do. I was doing the ones that I was seeing other people do, my friends do, etc. because it felt like the right thing to do and kind of the only thing to do. And of course, that's not the case whatsoever, but I didn't know that because I have FOMO and I was insecure in myself and I didn't realize that I could find joy in exercise. Like it just had been stripped away from me. So I made this whole video, right, where I say why I stopped weightlifting and it was essentially like a Q&A, you know, a little clickbaity, I'm realizing now. <laughs> it was uh, explaining my whole story. And essentially, I don't bash on weightlifting in the video whatsoever. I essentially just say, I realized it wasn't working for me anymore. I didn't understand why I wasn't seeing much progress. I still respect people who weightlift. I still include weights in my training. What I was trying to say was, I did not at that time strictly walk into the gym and only lift weights because that's what I had been doing for, I'm going to say four years at the very least. Now, after I made that video and, you know, just around that time, I essentially started just trying to incorporate a whole bunch of different exercises. I was also doing a lot of at-home challenges during that time, like videos like maybe um, a Chloe Ting workout or, um, Caroline Gervin or something where I'm kind of doing circuit training at home or I'm incorporating resistance training, but I'm doing it in my living room. So I'm using some dumbbells, but I'm also doing a whole lot of burpees or jump squats or whatever. So that to me is different than strictly going to the gym and deadlifting or traditional squatting, etc. That's what I was telling myself I needed to push past. Now, I don't really know like what changed necessarily in particular, but I just have kind of realized I want to always be so in love with the activities that take up one to two hours of my day on a weekly basis, on a daily basis sometimes. Meaning I don't want to go through my life and wake up like 30 years down the line and be like, why did I spend 10 years every single day for one or two hours a day going to the gym or doing whatever and hating the exercises that I was doing? I didn't want to wake up 20 years down the line and hate the fact that I hated the movement I was choosing to do. So that's why I've always been so cognizant of finding the joy in your movement and finding the joy in your workouts because I think that you can always have both. I think that you can enjoy what you're doing while also while also still pushing yourself and enjoying your time and just feeling like you can still see progress and meet your goals but also find a lot of just enjoyment in what you're doing. So 
that's why I'm always like making updated fitness routine videos or sharing things that I'm trying to do in my routine that I wasn't doing before because I get bored very easily. I love change. I love being challenged. And if you told me every single day I was going to have to do the exact same thing, I think I just like, I don't know, I'd get up and protest or something like it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but I think that's also how you grow as a person. It's how your muscles grow. You know, they're maybe being challenged in ways that they weren't before, or you're kind of shocking them, I guess you could say, whatever. So that's why I'm like constantly thinking of how I can reinvent my fitness routine. So in the past few weeks, I was kind of thinking like, okay, so I'm, I'm doing bits and pieces here and there. I would go to my group fitness class. I would do like a daily walk or two. Sometimes maybe I just needed to move my body. I I would just go do an incline walk on the treadmill or something, but I wanted like a little bit more. And I kind of just started to get an itch again to like try deadlifting. I think that was the first exercise. I remember thinking like, huh, I have not gone to the gym and just strictly weightlifted in forever. And specifically, I had not deadlifted in probably years. Because like I mentioned, I had I never took out weights out of my fitness routine. I was always using dumbbells. Sometimes I even use barbells in my fitness classes or just even if I if I'm at home and I have kettlebells or something, I've always incorporated weights, but never solely just weightlifting with no other movement. Is this making sense? Like, is there a different term I should be using? I don't think so. But you know, nowadays, like people are always incorporating weightlifting plus jump squats, plus um, cardio, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about just strictly going to the gym. You do 12 reps of an exercise. You pause, you take a break, you do it for three sets, you pause, you do another move, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe that makes more sense. But yeah, I just got this itch and I was like, wait a minute. I wonder if I'm still strong in my deadlifts. I wonder if my form is okay. And I also think maybe because I was studying all of this or still am studying all of this with my CPT course, I started to want to apply it to myself. Like I wanted to be my own little guinea pig and correct my form if I saw I was doing something wrong or realize I'm not breathing when I deadlift or I'm not breathing when I'm doing walking lunges or something. And that's really bad. And that's not good for you. And maybe I should be thinking more critically of how and when to inhale versus exhale. And I can do a whole other flipping podcast episode on that. Maybe we should talk to some breathers or something. I mean, like professionals. (laughs) Let's just talk to some breathers which would be any human. Oh my golly. Um, maybe some yogis. That's kind of the route I was going for. Anyways, I could do a whole episode on how important it is to breathe while you are doing any sort of movement or really just, I suppose, um, anytime throughout your day and how much my training has improved once I realized when and how to breathe during my movements. It's incredible. But I started to just go to the gym and maybe I would go and I would just kind of want to maybe do a run outside and then I'd go to the gym afterwards and I would just start to play around. And that's when I kind of realized like I had this itch again to start picking up weights and doing it in a more serious way. 
And then sometimes when I get really caught up in something, I start to get a little bit obsessed and I start to get really hooked on it, like hooked on phonics, you know, like I'd go to the gym and I'd be like, wow, last time I deadlifted 150 pounds. I'm making these numbers up. I don't know. Is that a lot? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's say I went to the gym and I deadlifted 150 pounds. Next time I'd go, I I would say, wow, I want to do more. I have the courage. I know I can do it. I know I can try. And even if I don't do it perfectly, we at least went from 150 to 155 or 150 to 160 and we're progressing and we're just pushing ourselves. And once I was just completely framing my mindset around the strength that I could build and the goals I could set for myself that were entirely based on how strong I can be and not about the way I was going to look doing it or the way like aesthetically the what would happen to my body or the goals I was trying to set had nothing to do with aesthetics. It was like the most freeing thing ever. I can't even almost put it into words how important that was for me. And I think that's why recently I've just been so much more invested in trying to use weights here and there a lot more often because I realized how powerful and capable I am of doing difficult things that I never thought I would be able to do. And sometimes that has nothing to do with weights. Like even my goal to be able to do pistol squats a lot better than I've ever done in the past, aka I've never been able to do them in the past. So now I just want to be able to do them. Like that kind of a goal is so empowering to set and to work towards and then nail down. I never ever in my whole flipping life felt that way about hitting a number on a scale or I don't know, reaching a certain pant size or something. Never in my effing life did I feel accomplished if I reached a certain number on a scale. Never, ever, ever, ever. But I cannot tell you the amount of joy that is brought to me if I walk into the gym and I say, hey, I know that I can deadlift 200 pounds today and then I fucking do it. I'm starting to get heated, but really I'm just, (laughs) I'm amped because that is so beyond significant when it came to just the shift in my mindset for my journey and my whole fucking life. Why am I cussing so much? Oh my golly, you're like seeing a different side to me as I'm getting passionate. But it's true. And all that to say really is that I I started to realize how important it is to build goals around what you can do and not how you will look. And that took me far too, far too stinking long to work that out in my brain or to even just work that out between my my head and my heart. And once I realized it, I think is when I started to really just move my body for me and because of me and because of my future kids that I hope to have one day and the family and generation I can build because I took care of my body now and not because I was depriving it of its nutrients and fuel and micro and macro nutrients that it needs so desperately to continue to flourish, you know? Now I'm just getting cheesy and totally rambling, but um, that's my story (laughs) on how I've started weightlifting a little bit more now. And it's, it's not like it needs to be like some big announcement, but 
if you were ever kind of confused and you're like, wait a minute, like I feel like Taylor's posting on her Instagram story a lot more about weightlifting this or deadlifting that blah, blah, blah. But she made a whole video saying why she stopped weightlifting and you're trying to put point A and connected to point B and nothing's making sense. That's essentially why I, as I mentioned, I'm constantly changing up my routine. I'm trying to fall in love with the movement that I do. And in some cases that is me wanting to go back to things that I, um, now regretfully disregarded. And I pushed to the side because I was in a bad headspace and I can't take out the whole effing sport of weightlifting just because I wasn't in a good headspace at the time, you know? So I'm glad that I'm now at the point where I can just go to the gym and I can have fun with it. I also think something that might've been helpful for me now is not following a specific guide, which is probably going to contradict everything I'm going to say in my next segment. But now I go when I, let's say if I want to go to the gym and I want to do an upper body day, I have in my mind or at least on my phone or whatever, a small inventory of exercises that I know I love and I know I can do that will help me strengthen those areas versus beforehand, I felt like I was always restricted by a guide I was told to follow or I wanted myself to follow based on a certain fitness influencer I liked or loved or something. And I love guides because they're extremely helpful, but I think in some ways they're perfect for like that beginning stage or maybe the first like two, three years of your journey. And after that, I think you have to learn to trust yourself and know that you can go to the gym without having to rely on something that you know you are capable of going into the gym and figuring your way around because you had that three years of foundation built for you prior from practicing those guides, if that makes sense. So I don't go into the gym with guides. I just kind of go in, work my way around, do the exercises I know and love. And sometimes I reference things if I'm out of ideas or if I just want something fun and different to try. But if you've been following them for a very long time, I challenge you to do your next workout um, by what you know and what you've learned and just just to try it yourself. I mean, be safe, of course, but I think you'd be <laughs> I think you would be surprised at how capable you really are. But let's just say um, you've never weightlifted in your whole entire life. And this was what I wanted to speak about, or this was what I was speaking about at the beginning of the podcast. If you have just never picked up a weight in your life, or maybe you've used dumbbells like in your home for a Caroline Gervin workout, but you want to go to the gym and you're realizing, okay, I see a whole bunch of scary machines. I see free weights. I see preloaded machine, like whatever. I want to be able to go into the gym. How and how in the heck do I do it? So that's where I always recommend looking to a guide, to be honest, (laughs) which as I said, I'm about to contradict myself. I think that they are the most helpful for just giving you confidence in having a purpose while you're walking around the gym, because that was the thing that made me feel the most uncomfortable. I never felt like I was confident enough in myself to just kind of meander my way around the gym. I always was too nervous to not walk in with a purpose, you know? So that's why I love recommending people look into a guide if you've just 
never stepped foot in a 24-hour fitness, an LA fitness, etc., and you're looking to lift weights, there are so many beautiful, good resources out there now for weightlifting. I mean, it feels like five years ago or something, there might've been one. Now there is so many, I can't even keep track. And trust me, I am trying. So there are so many different um, formats that you can use that can be complementary to your lifestyle, even your budget. If you need something that's free versus not free, there are plenty of good apps. There are PDFs. There's Instagram stories, reels, TikToks, YouTube videos, books, um, printouts. Like there is every method or medium that you can think of. There is probably one for an entire workout guide or even a trainer. Like getting a personal trainer is another form of a guide. Like they can, or they probably do write you a whole plan. So Figure out one of those that will make you feel the most comfortable. Honestly, I was always in the boat of just using it on my phone because I felt like it was the most discreet and I didn't want to feel like I didn't know what I was doing, which is just an ego thing, but it is what it is and it is what it was. So I, I followed a guide that was mainly a PDF, I think, when I first started, but mind you, this was like five years ago or so. So I... I liked that because I didn't feel like it was too evident, I guess. But I also didn't like that because I would have to look up an exercise if I didn't know what it was. That's the cool thing about apps nowadays. If you've never done a squat before and you need to see what it looks like or you want reference pictures at least, if you don't have the time to Google it or you don't have a picture diagram in front of you, sometimes you can get a little bit lost. But a lot of times apps now, you know, they have that like little mini gif or that uh, boomerang almost that just keeps replaying on the app and it's like this is how you do the squat it's actually really flipping helpful because if you've never heard of that move before it's just kind of a nice little reminder so that's always my first suggestion as far as like building yourself structure now when you finally get to the gym that's when you're going to feel a little bit like okay is this the right thing to do? Am I using the right form? Feeling a little bit uneasy. Um, This is going to sound cheesy, but this is literally what I used to do. Let's say we'll just keep using deadlifting as an example. I wanted to go to the gym and I wanted to deadlift. And, you know, when I was doing other home workout guides beforehand, like I had done a few squats. I was a cheerleader. Like we squatted every single day with our stunting. Uh, I, that was something I was used to. But a deadlift, I was like, what? How, first of all, how do I even find a barbell? <laughs> like, do I have to go to those very intimidating squat racks? How do I set up my um, plates on the barbell? For the longest time, I didn't even know that you have to put on a safety lock. It's basically like a a lock that slides over the plate so they don't fall off the barbell when you're squatting or deadlifting. Didn't know you had to do that. It took me, I'd say five minutes to learn how to use the first time I was at the gym, at the gym trying to put it on. That was, (laughs) that was embarrassing. And (laughs) I remember just being so nervous to even ask around for help. Like that's the kind of thing that needs to be in guides, like just the very basic, this is how you do this sort of thing. I remember at my college, there was a free workshop, like women who want to weightlift, something like that, which is, you know, a little bit, but it was really helpful because I remember asking them questions and I 
went to it with so many other people who were also interested in just learning how to feel more confident or, hey, we're going to go and do this move and we're going to know how to set up the barbells and we're going to know how to squat because we went to this class and we felt more confident from it. So I guess it's kind of cool. But back to my point, Um, if I had never done a move before, like deadlifting, I would literally stand in my bedroom and I'd pull up a YouTube video or a diagram or something and and I would practice doing it in front of my mirror. Like I'd stand there and I'd either mimic it with no weights or I'd grab like two water bottles or something and pretend like I was holding them um, and I'd practice the move in front of my mirror and I'd watch myself and I'd watch my form and I'd see if I looked like those people that I was watching in the video or I would just try and make myself, I don't know, like feel like I kind of knew what I was doing. So if I mimicked it in that moment, then when I got to the gym, I would feel at least a little bit of muscle memory that would hopefully kick in when I was there. And it mainly worked. I mean, at least just giving me a bit of reassurance that I knew what the move was going to entail, I think was extremely helpful. So maybe that's a good strategy for you if you buy a guide, you look at it maybe 10 minutes before you know you're going to go to the gym. And if anything looks a little bit unusual to you, stand in front of your mirror and watch yourself and try and mimic what you might look like doing that move, but with the weights. Then when you're actually at the gym, I'd say start off with the thing that you're going to feel the most comfortable with. So even if it's squatting and you don't want to go over to the squat rack or you don't even want to use a preloaded barbell, which is those ones that already have the weights on them. You don't have to add additional plates. They're just already set in stone. Uh, You can front rack two dumbbells, which means you're putting them on your shoulders and you can mimic the exact same movement by putting them on your shoulders, holding them just like so and squatting. You can still get the same effect of the movement without having to go over to a squat rack. The point of the squat rack is if you have huge plates that are too heavy for you to front rack yourself just with two individual dumbbells. You might need more assistance. You might need the safety of a squat rack because if you've noticed they have two, I don't know the word for them. Basically, they're just like safety bars that it let's say you slipped or you fell or you couldn't get back up. They grab the barbell so it won't basically break your foot or break your leg, etc. So just uh One, remember that everybody starts somewhere. Two, know your way. No, don't, sorry. Know what you feel most comfortable using um, and stick with that until you feel like you've mastered it and then you can move up to the next level. Like let's say you want to just use dumbbells even though you're in your gym. You know that you've used them at home. You can use them in the gym setting. You're gonna feel a little bit more confident there. Then once you feel like you've mastered that, go to the preloaded barbells and then start using those. And then maybe when you feel more confident from that, move on to the squat rack. That's just an example of a progression. But um, also remember that people are going to feel like they know more than you and maybe they're going to make you feel like you don't deserve to be there. And that's not true. And You have every right to start your journey and to be in that gym as much as they do. So stand up for yourself, be confident in who you are, be confident in your fitness journey, and 
be even so proud of yourself that you did like that one scary thing that got you out of your comfort zone to be in the gym or to try the squat rack for the first time or to even use a dumbbell for the first time. Like, like I said, everybody starts somewhere. And I think some people lose sight of that when they get a little bit too cocky or something. And, you know, things start to just not be, people aren't as kind. (laughs) I'm like trying to be all I don't know, poised about it, but it's true. Like sometimes people can just be not as nice and don't let that bother you. I always let it bother me and I shouldn't. So this is also a PSA to myself. Uh, But if you want specific tips or you have specific questions about beginning tips for weightlifting, maybe I could do a full video on it if that's what you would prefer. Uh, Or you can just ask me specific questions for the podcast. Let me know either way. You can always DM me on Instagram. The handle is at twistypod. Follow if you haven't already or subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching right now. But that is all from me for today and for the next few weeks. So I hope that you enjoyed this quick little fun episode and I'm sorry to be leaving you on such a short notice, but I promise this is for the best and you're going to come back and you'll be like, Taylor, where are you sitting? This is a whole new studio. And be like, I know, I know it's wild. The the changes are just coming left and right. Uh, But like I said, distance makes the heart grow fonder and I sure am fond of you. but I'll be even more fonder. Uh, I love you. I'm rambling. It's late and I can't wait to see you till next time. Make sure that you watch on YouTube or subscribe to the channel. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. But until then, I love you so much. Stay safe. Have a beautiful rest of your summer. Let me know any questions that you have uh, via email or on the Twisted Pod Instagram. I love you so, so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.